Hello and welcome to this episode 43 of the Harithja podcast. <laughs> it's your host Harithja coming to you on Wednesday, 23rd December 2020, 6.30 p.m. I am on my bed. My papa cooked uh, Bangla beef today and uh, I can't wait for him to come home so we can have it together. Guys, if you haven't, if you like beef, right? Bangladeshi beef is, in my opinion, the number one beef in the world, except for that fucking Japanese, um, I don't know, the spoiled cows, the ones where they like play Beethoven, massage them, jack them off every day. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what they do with those cows, but that. That's the best beef in the world. And then the second best beef in the world is the Bangla shit where they do it with the curry. It's like next level, guys. Um, if you have access to it, I highly super fucking recommend it. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about white privilege in dating. Is it a real concept? Oh, let's talk about it. I had a friend uh, who asked me some questions and they're kind of crazy. Uh, <laughs> one of them is like why do Malaysian men seem to consider Chinese girls superior and many more so I will tackle that at the end and lastly I want to do ASEAN News Indonesia just a quick interesting one all right quick preppy episode today let's let's pull through pull through push through let's push through I used to live with this guy called Raju um, back in university in my student accommodation all right this guy was so freaking dirty and like he would just leave his uh, workout clothes in the kitchen just give no fucks you know like in the place where I prepare my food to eat you know to nourish myself you just put your fucking sweaty clothes everywhere this guy smelled bad all the time morning and night and I don't understand how in the UK, you know, where you're kind of incentivized to shower with hot water because of how fucking cold it is. Like you don't take more showers. And you know what? Maybe he takes a normal amount of showers. It's just, he just fucking <laughs> sweats a lot and smells bad. He was hairy too. Like I, I remember at least once a week, I would find like a bunch of like curly hair all around the kitchen floor. Now, here's the thing about this guy. He also had like a really terrible accent. If you're an Indian guy, you can smell good. You know, most Indian people I know smell normal. It's not a comment on his Indianness. It's just this guy smelled bad. And another thing is, you can have an Indian accent and sound like a smart person, sound like a normal person, you know. You, you, you can sound okay. But this guy's Indian accent, he just had a terrible accent. It's like whenever he talked, the the stuff he said, the way he said it, the value, the lack of value of what he was talking about made me just want to punch his face. <laughs> just everything about this guy, I couldn't stand. Uh, just seeing him in the morning like filled my body with rage. But here's the interesting thing about Raju. Raju is not his fucking dog. I wonder if you could hear that. The thing about Raju is even this guy got a white girl to have sex with him. Where the fuck was she from? Uh, one of those South American countries, either Brazil or Argentina, I can't remember. But okay, that would make her Latino, wouldn't it? But she looked really white. 
like from clear, obvious uh, European descendancy. So I'm going to, you know what? If you're white passing, you're basically white. Isn't that how all this woke shit works? So I'm just going to consider her white. Yeah. So even this guy could get, uh, she wasn't ugly, by the way. She was okay. I would give her like a six out of 10. Uh, a bit on the chubby side. That's why she's a six. So here's the thing, man. If you're like in a rut, right? One of the worst human beings I've ever met in this world, right? And in my opinion, super unattractive personality at the same time. Like if this guy can get laid as an Indian with like a fucking white girl, yeah, then there's hope for everybody. Now, based on what I said previously, you might be thinking, wow, Harith, you're assigning value to a person's race. And to that, I would say I am not assigning dating value on anybody's race. The dating market is assigning the value. And I'm super like open to talking about it, you know, even though arguably I'm on the disadvantage side, like whatever. I'd rather address reality as it is. White guys have it easy, but I'll talk about that later. I'm a happy guy. Do, ba, do. When you're in like a good and happy state, do you ever wonder that everything will come just crashing down? I worry about shit like that sometimes, especially when I'm in a good place. Like right now, I don't know what it is. I'm so satisfied with everything in my life. I could be richer, definitely. And I could have more success, but I know it's going to happen and I'm not in any particular rush. But... At the moment, it's bliss, like genuine bliss emanating from deep within my body. But here's the thing I'm very wary about. I'm, I, I know that a lot of you will have this problem as well. When things are going well, you just worry like, fuck, everything's going to fuck up soon. Everything's going to come crashing down and all this happiness will go away, right? I the reason I think like this is because uh, I used to have um, what was probably a very toxic relationship where we would get into fights every two or three days and before we get into the fights we would be like very happy with each other like it would be the peak of our happiness and then sadness and it would be like a freaking roller coaster ride so every time I was happy I was like uh, this shit's going to fuck up in a few days. Uh, I can't really enjoy this moment because, yeah, like, boom, out of nowhere. It's like not knowing when you were going to get punched in the face, you know, only that you knew at some point you were going to get punched. Just like, I don't know where. So you're constantly like living like, fuck, where, where is it going to come? Where is it going to come? So now this trauma of this thinking has like carried forward to the present time and every time I'm aesthetically happy I'm like wait for it it's gonna come it's gonna come but I think that shit is toxic lah I think we gotta learn to let go and just appreciate it while it's here sure it might suck someday soon but that time doesn't exist yet for now I'm just like ooh holidays Super excited to have my beef and weed. Did I say weed? Weed is bad. I meant to say suspicious. <laughs> suspicious fucking brownies. 
All right, I just want to address really quickly. You know that situation I was just talking about where I was in like a roller coaster relationship. You know, I'm super confident that you can very comfortably escape that kind of situation. And I want to tell you why I think this way. I used to have a friend. I'm going to give him a fake name. Paolo. <laughs> so fucking Paolo was in a really turbulent, let's call it, a really super turbulent relationship. And this was probably a few years ago. And then he would just tell me about how they would fight almost every day. He wouldn't know when it would come from and why. He was living like walking on eggshells. She's gonna blow her mind anytime. Then she won't blow me. Yeah, so he was really stressed out. They almost broke up a few times. So Paolo comes to me and I just told him what he needs to do. More or less, you know, he needs to, when she's being unreasonable and you you need to be very like ethical about picking when she's being unreasonable, you need to be objective. And we were just talking about that and I just told him, you know, stand your ground when she's being mad for bad, like no good reason and always, always be willing to walk away. I talked about that on previous episodes. And in around one year, it took him one year, but he turned it around, you know, because he stood his ground as often as he could. Like, and this is just my guessing of uh, what happened to that relationship. Because he stood his ground and made it very clear what he wants and what he doesn't want. I guess, oh, my dad's calling me. One second. All right. Hey, I'm back. So my best guess is that... uh, Paolo's girlfriend just built up some respect for him or some fear of losing him, realizing that she could lose a good guy if she didn't stop being so reasonable. And from that respect, they started having much more regular sex and better quality sex. Apparently, she just starts enjoying it more and wants it more. So yeah, guys, if you're in that point, you know, I always say leaving is always the better option. In my opinion, it's generally much easier to start a new quality relationship than to go back and build up from a broken one. But if that's what you want to do, you know, your house has turned into trash and now you got you want to do the work to like repair everything when you could very quickly buy a new house. But yeah, if you want to repair your house, you know, repair your relationship with your woman. It's totally possible it's not easy it'll take a long fucking time and in that process you're gonna fight a lot but it's quite simple you know have reasonable boundaries enforce those boundaries what the hell are you talking about with boundaries well it's like if she speaks to you in an in a disrespectful manner you need to tell her you don't like that with love tell her i don't like the way you talk to me don't talk to me like that you know i know you love me i want you to talk to me like a person you love and if if her response is anything other than reasonable just leave her leave her her shitty ass <laughs> my shitty ass just leave her at that point uh, i can talk about this topic more but uh, the point of that story is just to tell you if you you're ever in a sort of roller coaster situation man you can you can fix it Leave or leave, fucking leave. I love leaving relationships. Oh, I had this thought, right? There's a, there's such a huge difference between like flattering an Asian person and flattering a white person. 
Like this is how an Asian person responds in general if you flatter them. Like for example, wow man, your I read your essay. It was so good. And then the Asian person will go, ha ha, no la, no la, no la. Yeah, lucky only, lucky only. No, I I copy from her one. That's why it's good. You know. So that's an Asian person. So you go to a white guy, you go like, hey, I read your essay, man. It was really good. You you put down some good points. The the white guy would go, thank you. <laughs> Full stop. They know how to take a compliment. I was thinking about this because when I was graduating from university, I had a friend from Hong Kong. Uh, his parents were in attendance. So I approached his parents and I said, congratulations on your son's uh, graduation day. He he received very good marks. And I think, you know, there's something to be proud of. And like, without even hesitating, his mother goes, ah, no, 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 you all are good. You all are smart. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was thinking about that while driving to work and... I don't know, man. What is it with Asian people and not being able to take a compliment? I don't know what it is. Is it because... Is it so built into our culture to not want to stand out? Because if that's the case, I think like... I mean, there are obvious advantage. I don't know. Is that, is that a good thing, not wanting to stand out? Did you know that the... I think the Swedish have a very similar concept whereby... They're like, so it's a word that loosely translates to you are not special. Yeah. And I think a lot of the Asian mentality is quite sim similar. But if you ask me, I don't like it. If someone gives you genuine praise, I think the best response is thank you so much. And, you know, just go with it. Okay, on to the main topic of the day. I want to talk about white privilege in dating. Now, oh, fuck me, another phone call. Hold on, guys. And I'm back. All right, today's main topic is white privilege in dating. Just uh, Google Tinder racial dating tips or like any anything related to like attractiveness in males, all right? And what you will find is that across the board, among all races, um, this, what I looked at was very US-centric though. So they looked at white black, Hispanic, and Asian. Asian included uh, Oriental and subcontinent. So what, what do you see in those statistics? Obviously, the white guys are the most desirable across all races. And then Hispanics and then black guys. And then Asian is like guys. Asian guys are like always dead last. Like no one wants to... Not no one wants to. It's just... There's less demand for Asian men in US at least. And I think a lot of this makes sense and I'll tell you why in a sec. But then when you look at the women, right? So Asian women are always the most desired. And then I can't remember if it's white or Hispanic after that. But what I remember was black women were the least desired uh, when you look at the statistics of like who people swipe on Tinder and like um, with informal, not informal, with formal survey data. And I thought these findings were very interesting. I wonder where they got the clearance, like which university or whatever allowed them to do that. Because like, you know, in today's woke culture, like shit like this is so fucking taboo. But you know what? I got, I'm so glad they did this because this is addressing a very important topic whereby uh, Asian men, 
in US feel like they're very undesired. They feel like it's very hard for them to date. I've known this for a long time, but it was just yesterday that I was listening to a podcast, Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast. And the Asian guy wrote in telling him that, you know, I'm Asian. I'm Even though I'm six foot, I find it really hard. I feel like no one wants to date an Asian guy. So there's a real problem here in the world. Maybe not in Asian countries, but where where these Asians become immigrants in another countries, they find that in general, uh, it's harder for them to date. And there are many reasons for this. You know, Asian people, when you grow up, you if you watch all the typical fucking, I don't know, superhero movies, everybody watches fucking Avengers, X-Men, I don't know, Mission Impossible. You're trained in your mind to think that to associate superstardom and good looks with whiteness, it's just uh, how it is. And if you look at the world, the best places to live, in my opinion, are arguably white and not best places to live for me. Like best places, if you look at just the hard data of human development index and uh, GDP and all, all that jazz. Oh, God. Okay. So when you take into account all those factors, like it just makes sense that whiteness uh, in a lot of women's minds is just associated with sexiness, you know, good genes, ability to provide. Oh my God, I remember one time being in university, hmm, not university, bar school, there was this girl and then she said, she was so open about it. She wasn't even drunk. She just said, oh, I don't want to date Malaysians. I want to date an English man. And I'm like, oh, okay, why? Huh? And then she said, oh, it's because I want the good genes. And I've never heard someone say that in my life. I want the good genes. The second part where I say a uh, higher chance of being able to provide for you, I think that's not factually true. But I guess uh, people have this mindset where, oh, white guy coming to our country must be rich. Oh, yeah, that's another angle, by the way. <clears throat> when white guys come to Asian countries, um, it's not always the rich guys. You know, it's also poor guys who come here to become, I don't know, it's usually English teachers. They're not necessarily poor. But what I'm trying to say is like, they're not rich. They can't really provide like a luxurious lifestyle that they are associated with. But if they come to Asian countries, they will have a better time dating. All right, guys, uh, all this is uh, probably undeniable. But like what to do about this if you're an Asian guy? This is what you do. Fuck it. Why, why are you worrying that another guy is better than you? Or why are you worrying that another guy has like has dating easier than you? I think it's not worth stressing out about because I think even even a, even my smelly Raju guy who who lived in my student accommodation, even if, if this fucking Indian guy can do it, you know, smells bad, has a terrible accent, is unattractive in every way imaginable, in my opinion, if he can do it, like, who cares if the girl you have a crush on would rather fuck a white guy? Like, again, the, the, the C... The sea is just so vast, especially for my listeners, you know, because <laughs> they get all this, all this, um, all these nuggets of information. So guys, if you ever feel insecure about, you know, being Asian, I say don't because the culture is changing, kind of. 
So with the advent of K-pop, you know, crazy rich Asians, Asians are getting a lot more representation in popular media. And I'm very happy about that. So it's not a racial thing at all, you know. Um, at the end of the day, I think it's a brand thing because there are like hordes of women around the world who are crazy about Korean men and it has everything to do with K-pop. So... It's not that whiteness is superior. It's just that this group of people have managed to propagate themselves to the extent that even those who are not in popular media get to benefit from this like brand value. Similar to how Korean men now have an easier time dating internationally, even though even though they're not K-pop stars. It's because the K-pop guys did the work in improving the branding. Now, whatever your circumstances, guys, you can always take steps to make your dating life better instead of complaining about it like a bitch. Like, mm, the white guys have it easy. Asian women are just so shallow. Fuck you. All women are shallow. And you are shallow too. You like a pretty face, tits and ass. So if they like tall guys with blue eyes, let them because you're just as bad in my opinion. And if everybody just owns their shitty behavior, I think this world will be a much better place stop fucking complaining just work on yourself go to the gym stop eating you fat fuck L talk to as many girls as you can so that <clears throat> you become good at talking to them instead of an awkward fuck you know sitting sitting in front of math class i don't <laughs> yeah guys just stop complaining you know the world's an abundant beautiful place and you know, if you're listening to this podcast, your chances of like finding dating satisfaction is just so much higher. So stop complaining and start taking action. Before I tackle my friend's questions, uh, I wanted to, I had a quick thought, you know. Did you know that alongside uh, Homo sapiens, which is what we are, we had other human species living around Earth. Um, two examples were the Neanderthals. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of them. And the Denisovans. So Denisovans were like freaking huge apparently. If I'm not mistaken, seven feet tall. And they look like fucked up. <laughs> you can Google what they look like. So Denisovans, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of them lived in East Asia, uh, Indonesia and parts of... Uh, parts of the Americas before the white people came. The Neanderthals were mostly European dwelling creatures. Now, I thought about my ancestry and, oh wait, before I continue, um, modern human the, the gen, DNA, uh, everyone more or less has a mix of either Neanderthal and Denisovans. I think like on average, people in Europe have something like 5% Neanderthal genes but I don't remember how many percent of Denisovan genes are in Asians. So when I thought about this, I was like, holy shit, I have both of them probably. And why I think this is because, so my dad's from Bangladesh and a Bangladeshi is uh, an Indo-Aryan. And Indo-Aryan means the ancestors came from somewhere in Central Asia or like Europe. And, you know, Europeans, Neanderthals. So there's a good chance my father's ancestors had Neanderthal genes. And my mom, being from Southeast Asia, right, there's a high chance she has Denisovan genes. So I just got bloody fucking everything. Ooh, I feel so special. I mix Neanderthal. <laughs> Don't you hate those fucking people? Look Indian as shit, but then tell you they're Portuguese. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know what? Malays are the opposite of that. Oh, wait, are they? Yeah, they be like Javanese or Bugis, but they just tell you they're fucking Malay. I mean, if they're Javanese or Bugis, they'll keep that a secret. But if they're mixed Arab, like they will not try to... Ha- I'm Arab, I'm Arab. Some some people even fucking change their passport race to Arab, you know? I'm not even fucking joking. They look Malay as shit. They look like Ahmad Zulkifli Syed fuck face. But <laughs> the bangsa on their passport or like, it says Arab. Like I've seen that on social media. It's crazy. All right, let's tackle my listener questions. Question number one is: I want to have sex without turning, without having to turn into a relationship. What's the fucking question? That's just a freaking statement. Uh, my friend's a girl, by the way, and to that I say, woohoo! If you want to have sex without a relationship, you just that you're so lucky. Like, first of all, no, rarely any girl wants that. Secondly, that's what men, a lot of men want. You know. So I'm guessing your question is how do I make this happen? Sex without relationship. Get on fucking Tinder. Done. Oh my God. Girl, get on Tinder. You have no idea how many guys just want to get laid and full stop. It is so easy for you to get some dick. And you know what? Um, Because this person's my friend, I'm going to find her and just yell at her. Like, are you stupid? I guess she's worried about guys developing feelings. And to that, I say, you got to be ruthless, man. You got to turn yourself into a fuck boy against boys. You know, men have been scarring women for years with their fuck boyness. So I say, you get some points back for the women. (laughs) What am I saying? All right. Question two. Why do Malaysian men seem to consider Chinese girls superior? Hmm... That's a good question. So I've dated mostly Chinese girls my whole life. Hmm, this is a tough question. First of all, we need to sort of challenge this question. Is it true? Do Malaysian men seem to consider Chinese girls are superior? To that, I answer not necessarily, you know. Anecdotally, I've observed that Malay men prefer Malay women in general. Uh, I don't know. I can't speak much about Indian or Chinese men but let's assume her question is right okay Malaysian men seem to consider Chinese girls superior then to that I say why do girls think white guys are superior whatever answer you have to my question will be very similar to the answer to your question Um, it just is you know there are just some things you can't control some things like height that are sometimes tied to your race that you can't control, things like a propensity to carry weight or whatever it is, you know. It's just a thing people tend to like and there's nothing we can do about it, full stop. Not to say that people who like Chinese girls wouldn't date anybody else in general, right? Like if an Indian girl's hot, like you, you don't give a fuck. Oh boy, I don't know. I, I feel like I sounded really ignorant then. <laughs> I uh, I hope that was uh, coherent. Okay, next question. Oh boy, little baby brother's calling me. One second. All right, I'm back. The final question. Not final question, second last question. The latest thing on my TikTok is that boys don't feel past the tip. Is this true? So why the fuck do we deep throat Mike? <laughs> God damn, man. What's with all these horny questions? <laughs> but okay, I'll answer this. 
boys don't feel past the tip. Ah, not true. Um, I don't know about my boys. I don't ask, hey man, where do you feel it on your penis? But I'll check with my friends. But for me, uh, I'm very sensitive on the tip and I feel it throughout my cock. And the second part of the question is, if so, why the fuck do we deep throat? Well, first of all, having it shoved all the way in your face is like a, is kinky. You know, kinky, it's not just physical sensations that matter. <clears throat> Kink factor has a lot to do with like the utility derived from any sexual act. So the fact that I'm fucking your face is like hot. You know, it looks hot, so it feels hot. Does that make sense? And that's just the kink aspect of it. The fact that you deep throat, right? You are putting a lot of pressure on the the tip of the penis, first of all. So there's a lot of sensation. Secondly, like the back of your throat feels nice, I guess. <laughs> I've never had anyone do good deep throat on me, so I wouldn't know. But um, I'm just speculating there. Deep throat is hot to look at full stop. So yeah, I hope that answers your question. Okay, last one. Actually, my biggest question what do guys see in porn? Like, it seems really gross and nasty, so I don't understand. Oh, man. Did, like, mm, I don't really like this question. Uh, it's just a, something people like. And if you don't like it, you don't have to get it. Let them like it, you know? But um, from my perspective, men are very vis visual creatures, right? A lot of men don't really care who you are as a person. They just want to fuck you. They can feel a lot of love for one woman, okay? Really love one human being, want to marry her, live the rest of her life, his life with her. But then he want he he can fuck like ten girls that day and still love the girl. You know what I mean? Easily, it, he doesn't have to like switch off. It's all physical for him. He just wants pretty face, nice skin, tight body, big tits, big ass, tight pussy. That's all he wants. So like when he sees something, it's very visually stimulating for him. That's why porn is very exciting. Furthermore, when you stimulate sex with porn, you can potentially stimulate having sex with 10 girls in one wanking session. All you have to do is watch one video, go to another video, go to another video. You're essentially tricking your brain into thinking you, you've had sex with 10 girls. And that's why like diversity is like really satisfying for a guy, right? To have sex with lots of hot things for you. It's like, fuck yeah. You get really rewarded in your brain. Like, yeah, that's, that's it, you know? It's just a question of diversity. All right, uh, I have to go. So... I'll save that ASEAN News article for tomorrow. That's all the time I have today. Thank you so much. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, uh, find a way to let me know. You can email me at harithjofficial at gmail.com. If you have a question about dating or have a funny dating story or general story you want to share, do so in that email, harithjofficial at gmail.com. Gmail Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>